Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello, Steph. Happy Friday. It's Friday or Tuesday or Tuesday or or Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when you're listening. Yeah. Or Saturday. Yeah. Any of those days are just fine. Yeah. Today where we are recording on this particular day, it is Friday. In person, in studio. In studio. With our mouths very close to the mic. microphone. Correct. That's what we've been doing. That's right. That's what we're doing. (laughs) It's awesome. And, And the best part of this morning maybe the whole day, maybe the whole weekend, is that we get to talk to one of our favorite ladies. Favorite. Favorite. Erin Newkirk. Erin, yay! <laughs> so the three of us actually have, have a bond. We are on the Modern Well Advisory Board together. Yippee. And yes, yeah, so Stephanie and Erin help me as much as I will listen to anyone because, you know... <laughs> You're a good listener, Jules. You are a good listener. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I listen. Yep. They helped me steer the modern Welsh ship, thank God, um, because it probably would have sunk 97 times. Um, (laughs) Oh, there's my advisor. There's my advisor. Okay. I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to degrade myself like that. But yes, they are, they are wonderful. So um, Aaron uh, aside from being a, a Modern Well Advisory Board member, which might be her most important role of all of all of her roles, right? She is, I would almost call her a serial entrepreneur-ish. Her entrepreneurial journey started in 2005 when she co-founded Red Stamp. And I will let her explain more about that. But very, very cool company. Um, that was acquired in 2013 by the Taylor Corporation, which so cool, right? Then she went on to co-launch the multi-billion dollar startup Bright Health as the chief marketing officer. And she'll tell us more about that. And from there, she went on to creating day-making experiences at Caribou Coffee. Woohoo! Woohoo! Which she is doing... Cheers. <laughs> yes, we're all cheering our caribou coffee cups. Um, but wait. Uh-oh. Wait. Aaron and I also have another special connection. Oh. Oh, do tell. So, <laughs> I you, when you said serial entrepreneur, I thought you were going there because she worked for oh, the cereal, cereal company. General Mills. Oh my gosh, she sure did. Aaron and I are among um, a very elite alumni Mm -hmm. called the former General Mills employee um, base. So 
Yes. Lots of connections here. More and more connections. So right now she is vice president, head of global brand strategy at Caribou Coffee. She's amazing. Just an absolutely amazing human being. Uh, Brilliant business person, a visionary, a strategic thinker. And and is is really great at the reinvention game, um, if we can call it a game. And uh, what I love, I mean, I love so many things about Erin. She's just embraced these these different twists and turns in in her career and her journey with with just such such thoughtfulness and dignity. And her evolution has been incredible to follow. We also know each other because of our children. We have kids in the same grade, and they're friends, and they were classmates for a while. And um, so I've gotten to know Erin as a business person, an advisor, and an incredible mother. So welcome, Erin Newkirk. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, I have so many things I could say about each of you and (laughs) us together and you together. And I love what you're doing with this podcast, and that's the most important thing for today. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited because one of the things, one of the wonderful things about Erin that Julie didn't mention is that she's a straight talker. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> love that. I think that will be, I think you'll hear that listeners today as, you know, can Erin walks us through her perspectives and insights. But I think straight talk is nice. Real it's really nice to be mm-hmm. able to understand what people are saying and be like, okay, yeah, got it. It's yeah. not... HR speak or corporate speak or... Or I'm saying what you want to hear. Right. Right. So we're going to get into it. Yeah. Let's right. do it. Let's do it. All right, Miss Erin. Here we are. And we, we've got... We want to learn so many things about you. And we will walk through your, your journey. But to start us off, can you tell us how you define reinvention and what it means to you? I love this question. Reinvention is so multifaceted, and I love that you guys ask every guest this because I think everyone has a different answer, and that's even part of the answer, if that makes sense. How I define reinvention is having a North Star and then letting go because you can't... Say that again. Say that. Say that again, because that's going to have to go on our highlight, right? Just that's so beautiful. I like real. All right in the most straight talk way possible, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Reinvention is all about having your North star and then letting go. Want me to dig in a little bit more? I do. I want you to dig in, please. Oh my gosh, please. please. How, why? So the why is, well, the why is so much. That's the North star, right? How you want to live your life. We are all in control of how we want to live our life within having no control. And so the sense of really saying, this is how I want to feel at the end of the day. This is how I want to feel at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day. This is what I want to be doing. And then honestly, letting go in the sense that you're not going to be able to over-engineer and over-control the how. So you just have to make sure that you have that North Star and you know, like my North Star, for example, is doing good things with good people. And I very intentionally, it's so funny working in business because I very intentionally chose good over great because I don't believe that good is the enemy of great. I actually think that good is wholehearted, it's vulnerable, it's all the things that I wanna be and how I wanna live my life. And to me, actually, good encompasses great. But at the same time, it has that altruistic side of it, right? 
So I want to feel like I'm doing good things with good people, making the world a better place, making myself a better person, all the things. That's awesome. Mm. I love the letting go. Like, like you're, there's your North Star. Right. And I think so many people are like, okay, okay, I, 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 my North Star, and I got to I gotta grab a hold of it, and I got to find my path, and I got to... But like that, that letting go piece is huge, right? We, there's so many things that we can't control. No. Uh, even though I we think, see the, we right. see the star, like right. we, we, oh, I can see it, you know? And then, but just, okay. What here's, see. but here's, and I say that, and now I'm going to uh, talk out of two sides of my mouth, I guess a little <laughs> bit, because I would say that part of the letting go is listening it to me, the letting go. And, and I feel like I hear this a lot when I work with entrepreneurs, especially women who have so many different facets to their life and dynamics and responsibilities and, you know, and amazing game changing initiatives. Um, But you have to, you have to be able to remain able to listen and see opportunity and it may show up in really different ways. And that's what I mean by letting go, because those opportunities will present themselves as long as you put out there, you know, what you want to do and how you want to be perceived. If you do that with your North star, then things will come to you. Mm. Now. So I wonder, have you ever felt like you were off track? Oh my gosh. Yes. We're going to go, we're going to go right today? there. Whoa. You mean today? We usually, stuff? we usually the last, give them the a last minute. couple hours. <laughs> but what I'm thinking is, I'm just thinking of sometimes I put a lot of blame on the things around me that I feel like I can't control and they're keeping me from doing the things that I want to do. And then oftentimes I realize, well, no, well, yes, but sometimes it's me, right? Maybe the reason why you don't have time to eat is because you keep scheduling stuff back to back to back all day, right? And like, hmm. who, I own that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I own that. And so I wonder, tips, tricks, Aaron, for getting yourself yeah. back on track when you feel like you've lost your North Star. Oh, I will tell you that it's like, the idea of the constant daily pull in different directions is huge. And again, I go back to, I think it's more intense for women because we care so much. We have big hearts and we have really smart brains. And so we see the world in like eight dimensions. So you will always feel that pull to do different things. What I do to recenter myself is I have a exercise that I've done and actually Julie um, at Modern Well mm-hmm. did it as well mm-hmm. with a workshop, which is all about creating your perfect day. Not a day where you're drinking Mai Tais on the beach. I mean, trust me, we all need that too. Um, <laughs> but it's actually a day that you don't want to take a vacation from. And that's sort of a, a, a quote from Seth Godin. I just completely changed it up a little bit, but it is that idea of living a life that you don't want to take a vacation from, right? So I sit down at least once a month, uh, sometimes once a week, just depending on how crazy it is. And I have a whole journal that I started with what my best day looks like. And my best day starts with the details of how I want to feel when I open my eyes, who I first want to see in the morning, what I want to be wearing, what I want to feel like when I you know, move throughout my day in every meeting and every conversation how I want to feel when I go to sleep at night, when I want to go to sleep at night, because Steph, I don't have the problem of not making time to eat in the day, 
but I will keep going at night until like, I literally can't keep my eyes open for another second. And then I wake up the next morning and my whole next day is wrecked. Right. So like we all have these ways that we get off track, but if you have that idea of like, this is your best day, this is how you're feeling. This is what you're doing. This is who you're with. Then going back and editing that and revisiting it and rereading it is that centering for that North star. Mm. Yes. Mm. Love it. Pretty Love simple. It. I mean, I mean, it is yeah. really simple. And really I, we simple, can, right? Well, no, it is simple. It's not, simple. but it's a, yes it's a and no. Yes and no. It's not a simple thing to live. So that's where yeah. the discipline comes in. I mean, I'd be more than happy to share that exercise and and workbook so you can put it in the show notes or whatever you want to do because oh, I you. think it's such a powerful thing to do. That that's would be awesome. amazing. Thank you. So, Erin, walk us back a little bit. Two thousand five. I mean. That's a while ago. And the woman entrepreneurial world, I feel like, I mean, now I feel like everybody is a woman entrepreneur, right? But that way back then, <laughs> right? Not, um, many. not so many. Right. And, and so, wow, talk to us about how that how that started for you and, and how you sort of dove into that entrepreneurial world. I would be happy to. I mean, 2000, it's interesting when we talk about women as entrepreneurs, because I think women have had to be entrepreneurs their whole lives yeah. because we have <laughs> so much going on and doing. So I think we're all actually entrepreneurs. We just don't necessarily give ourselves credit for it. But I would say this. So 2005, I was faced with a lot of different challenges um, on the home front, on the family front. My father was uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's and then cancer. And so I needed to move him to be closer to me. I had just had a child and didn't have a solid caretaking network uh, in the community because I didn't have family here. My husband was at a job where he needed to travel a lot internationally. I was at the fabulous General Mills, which is honestly one of the most family friendly places ever. But in 2005, we didn't have smartphones. We were doing business at our desks, right? And mm -hmm. in meetings. I um, had a part-time job, but I had board direct reports. I had a really big agenda. I was traveling to New York every week. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't, this isn't, again, going back to this, this is not how I wanna feel when I wake up in the morning, as I go throughout my day, as I go to bed at night. So I just decided to sit down and, you know, think about how I wanted to spend my time and what I knew that I wanted to do and what I was doing at General Mills and what I will always be grateful for at General Mills is the fact that I knew I was making the world a better place in my own way through healthier snacks at the time. But I looked for other needs and wants, things that I felt really passionate about. And the other side was all about making relationships stronger because relationships have been what have fueled me in my life. And I thought about all the blockers to making relationships stronger. And that's how I got into the business of being an entrepreneur is really just trying to solve people's problems, create opportunities. So that, that was really the impetus for it. And then I was able to actually create my own day as I went because I had a ton of stuff to do, but I was able to be more flexible in the where I did it and the how I did it. So how did Red Stamp actually like come about? Okay, so Red Stamp, and let me go back and explain because Red Stamp no longer exists. So I, I do, yeah, yeah. you know, I know, I know, and I'm so grateful for all the. I loved it. I wish brand it was champions over time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. But Red Stamp was a, cor a correspondence platform, 
many different iterations over the years it was in existence, over 11 years. It started as a date reminder and a website where you could go on, put in your dates, most important dates, and then we would remind you of the dates. We would send you the cards to either send back out in a very organized fashion or um, we would actually write and send notes for people, which was great for a lot of women who were traveling, you know, and wanted to send their grandmother in a nursing home. And I love you note every week, but knew that they might not mm -hmm. be in a place where they could actually have a pen and a paper or a stamp, right? And again, this is 2005. So this is before smartphones, before social media, before all of those helpful things that get us through our day. So it was, it was really a platform at the core of it for thinking, wishing, inviting, and announcing. And that was that was what we wanted to create. And at the time, everyone was rushing towards, okay, I, you know, I want to create these beautiful expressions, these big expressions, you know, holiday cards. It's like my time to shine and really impress people or invitations, et cetera. And we flipped the script a little bit and said it was all about elevating the everyday in order to make relationships stronger, which was our mission and our purpose. And so that changed throughout the year. So as smartphones came out, as social media came out, instead of actually saying, okay, that's gonna compete with what we're trying to do, it was like, no, 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 we have new challenges in making relationships stronger, right? Having that purpose statement to ground us enabled us to really pivot and change and, and stay current. It's so ahead cool. of your time, like so ahead of your time. It's, but you know, it's but relationships are timeless, right? And yeah, we yeah. as women over the, and, and men too, I mean, we, we absolutely loved and served men as well. But where we found our sweet spot was in the woman who was trying to do it all. You know, it, our original icon and graphic for Red Stamp was Lady Shiva, you know, the woman who has, who has all the things that she's juggling. <laughs> and one of them at the time was a really old looking desktop computer because that was 2005. And, <laughs> you know, one of them was uh, actual phone, landline phone. I mean, all these really funny things now that we look back at, but we've, we've been doing this over time. And so it was something that we felt really personally. And when I say we, I mean, my co-founder, Renee Walter, who is also an ex General Mills employee Very and dreamer good. with me, but we just wanted to create something that was, that helps, right. Help build relationships, help stay true to the things that are really important to people. Now tell us, because you're at Caribou now, mm -hmm. you went back to corporate. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> well, okay, so you're you're defining caribou as corporate, which is really funny. I am. I am. Totally. You, yes. Well, Help I'll, me break down there's my a, own there's a stereotypes. There. I, yeah. I will break it down. So I went back to quote unquote corporate um, because again, my North Star doing good things with good people. I had coffee with John Butcher, who's the CEO of Caribou, two years ago. And we just sat down and had a conversation. We were introduced by a mutual friend, Allison Kaplan, Twin Cities business editor and mm, yay, amazing human, yay, extraordinaire. Yes. She so Allie texted me one morning and said, hey, you know what? I know you're not really looking to get back into the corporate game. And I respect that. But I heard from a friend who's looking for a CMO. And I immediately thought of you. And I was like, oh, thanks, Allie. That's so nice and kind. And I appreciate it. But yeah, you're right. I'm really not interested. And then my curiosity got the better of me. And I was like, okay, but what company? <laughs> and she said, well, it's Caribou. And I'm like, okay. Fine. Fine. I'll have a coffee with him. I'll have a coffee with John. And I would heard about John. You know, he's, he's a really amazing human in his own right. So I'd heard about him through mutual friends, et cetera. And I was like, oh, he's always someone I wanted to meet. And 
if Allie says I should do this, I think I should do this. And this is actually the whole, like, again, actually, this is the letting go a bit where mm-hmm. it wasn't in my agenda or on my calendar to set up coffee with the CEO of Caribou Coffee, but it happened and I embraced it and I went and we, three hours later, we're really interested in continuing the conversation. And I'll tell you why, and without it sounding like a commercial for Caribou, you know, I, I have to, I have to share that the reason that I got interested in Caribou is because of the purpose statement. Again, as I just talked about making relationships stronger, it was almost like the what I did was secondary to the why I did it. In this case, it's the same thing. I mean, Caribou Coffee is at the core of our company all about creating day-making experiences that spark a chain reaction of good. And we have some really strong core values that define our culture that are heartwarming and amazing. And I knew that if I could actually do that day in and day out, if my job was going to be the head of the strategy that could create day-making experiences, what other job in the world is about doing good things with good people, especially when you consider the core values, which I highly recommend all entrepreneurs, anyone to do, even even for us as people, even within our teams, right? Like it's something that we don't have to rely on a company to do, but ours are be yourself, support one another, take ownership, make fun happen and serve with love. So once I heard all of that, I'm like, if I believe that this human and this company, if this is what it's all about, why wouldn't I want to be a part of this? So I joined. That's awesome. That's awesome. But what I love about that is you did not let that artificial barrier of being an entrepreneur versus being in a corporate deal get in your way. Like you didn't let the, but it's corporate. You were excited about your North Star and stayed true to that Mm -hmm. and not other kind of rando barriers that often we put in place. Yeah. I don't want to go back to corporate, but you get to define what your role is and what it is, how you spend your time and what it is that you're doing. Well, and I, I, I will. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I will say that I was a little bit of a pain in the ass because I made sure <laughs> that I was creating a position at a company that would let me do that. Cause I have made mistakes in the past where I thought that I was going to go do good things with good people. Not so much. And so <laughs> I think don't worry so much about the labels for sure. You know, it was the reason that I was like, listen, I don't want to be the chief marketing officer. I want to be actually head of brand strategy because I feel like what's really important isn't just how we communicate and what we say and all of the things that other people think marketing is, but actually we just reflect what we're doing inside the corporation. So I need to make sure that, you know, I have input and I can feel good about what we're doing inside the walls of our business so that we can talk about them outside the walls of our business, that congruency. Mm -hmm. I mean, straight talk right there, right? Right, right. Mm -hmm. If those fundamental pieces of what you believe in and what are important to you match, that's way more important than the label of corporate versus entrepreneur, all of the trappings that I think we get caught up in for sure. So Erin, you, obviously you're in a a big role now. You had a big role at Bright Health, you know, Red Stamp was was a big success. And you are a wife and a mother and a friend and a daughter and and so many things. And you always have a smile on your face. (laughs) I mean, Erin, just anybody, if she just is one of those people that just... And it's not a fake smile, actually, either. There are some that you people you look at and you're like, Mm-mm, that's just plastered on. That isn't. 
But I think, you know, in, in, in the way that you talk about how deeply you go into figuring out and, and being very intentional about, I want to feel good today and tomorrow mm-hmm. and the next day, it shows and, and, um, and people can feel that around you. My question to you is, um, you know, of course, like you said, as mothers and or women, you know, being kind of, we're all kind of serial entrepreneurs, right? We're, ba- we're juggling, we're balancing, we're, plates are flying all around, we're trying to catch them. What do you, and I don't know if balance is even like a real thing, but for those listeners who are juggling jobs and kids and relationships and friendships and, you know, wanting to be good in their community and, and do good, how do you do it all and stay somewhat with a real smile on your face, not a fake mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say this, that, you know, you're seeing with me with a smile on my face. And last night I was with one of my best friends and we had the best cry ever, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not always about mm-hmm. the smile. It's about mm-hmm. feeling the the emotions and the feelings and, you know, surrounding yourself with great people like you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I have a huge smile on my face right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the flip side of me going to Caribou was, and John and I laugh about this a lot because what I was actually building was around this very thing, which is the how you do what you do is is, is important, but make sure you're grounded to the right things and all, all the stuff that we're talking about today. So one of the things that I do on the annual is I sit down and say, okay, here are all the months in the year. And I actually do believe in balance, but I think we just don't actually put enough into the balance equation. So when you think about work life, that's not those aren't the two things to balance. There's also like mind, body, spirit, you know, <laughs> self, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. right? So as I, as I think about all the things that we do balance, if you can break them down into a couple of key pillars that are important to you, like mine is self, home, and work. And when I say home, that to me encompasses family. And, you know, I've, I've been like really intentional in sitting down and creating these different buckets and definitions. Then as I go throughout the year, I create goals and strategies for myself where I'm like, okay, by March, I want to make sure I've gone to Miraval once because that is mm-hmm. going to be, that's going to check my spirit bucket, right? My self bucket. I also want to make sure in that same thing under the work line that I've had coffee with every single person on my team at least once every six weeks. That's my work bucket. So I just, I actually put what's really important and in my heart and what's going to make me feel good, you know, going back to best day, how we want to spend it, et cetera. And I chart it out for the year. And then I go back and I look at it every once in a while, carving out the time, which is not easy, I will tell you. And I am not perfect at it, but it is something that I set reminders for myself for. I go back and look at. But if you define what balance is for you, I think that's the core of what I'm saying. And then you actually create clear KPIs on, I know I'm doing this well, it's doable. I really believe that. Wow. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds really complicated, Sitting you guys. Like, I feel like I just at each said other, that. And... Like, hmm, I, I don't, I, I don't well, know. Well, it's making me think of what are my buckets. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What and it buckets? also made me think of, <laughs> I just came back from Miraval a week ago. Oh, oh lady. Can we talk about that? And it was... <laughs> It is just being there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's the combination of what's happening, the desert, like mm-hmm. it's just a lot. And the fact that it's a digital free place. 
Yes. Which is harder than you think Mm -hmm. to like really, truly not have your phone. Right. I I mean, even just that, right. Just not having, taking a break from technology. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which I do. And actually it was so funny. The friend I was with last night, you know, my bestie there was just talking about having a good cry. She was talking about how she does intermittent fasting with her phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, I love that so much because it's true, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can, we're all, we're all addicted. Right. I will say this, and I, I recognize there is great privilege, right, in saying, like, we can go to Miraval and all the things. So I want to say that. Yeah. But I also want to say that we have created that privilege because of the idea of balance. The reason we work, work to live, right, all of that, um, and we've and we've created that and been handed that. Like, as a white mm-hmm. woman, I fully recognize that, that it's much easier for me to say those things. But I will also say that taking a walk in nature is miraculous so that can be your spirit check that can be your self-care check anything that restores you sitting next to a candle right <laughs> seriously, seriously. 100%. like mm-hmm. just that can do it 100%. it doesn't I don't even care what the scent is as long as it's like totally disgusting <laughs> but just having that moment mm-hmm. to just yeah chill because guess what sitting hard it's hard for me to sit and not make a list, sit and not have my mind racing about all the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even we, we started doing meditation in our, in my writing class at, that I co-teach with Nina Badson and we, yesterday, so Thursday, we just did, we, we were running out of time. And so we're like, okay, we're just going to do a 60 second, 60 seconds, right? Where we're going to just close our eyes and breathe for 60 seconds. Like there are times during that 60 seconds where you think it, it's been like a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it, 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. And like if we could all just like take 60 seconds, like 120 seconds to just like ground ourselves and breathe and like be present and calm, like wow, the world would just be such a nicer place. Totally. I have a friend um, whose mind races a lot. And she laughs and tells me the one thing that she has taken from our friendship, <laughs> which hopefully this isn't just the one thing, but she says that when I think of you and meditation, cause she's like, I just haven't, I can't do that. Like she just really struggles with it. She's like, but what I do do now, Julie, to your point is I sit down and I set my timer for two minutes and I just say to myself, one, 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 two, 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 <laughs> breathe in one, two. And she's like, I try and get as high as I can and nothing else but that number counting she's like, I know it's not the same as quieting the mind and all the other things that you talk about. She's like, but it does actually get me away from anxiety. She's like, I just don't feel anxious when I do it. And I think that's really what we're trying to do with all of these tools. For sure. For sure. All right. In closing, even though we could talk to you all day. All day. um, What advice, Erin, do you have for our listeners who are maybe in a place where they're feeling stuck maybe want to reinvent themselves and, and, you know, start, start a red stamp or go be a marketing officer at Caribou Coffee or, you know, like something different or take a nap or take a nap. That's my goal. I actually mark Um, myself out of office. I see, I know that this is pre-recorded. So by the time people listen to this at work, it will have already happened. But I mark myself out of office three because I'm going to take a nap today. So just so everyone knows. Right. 
the nap is happening. The nap is happening. Um, but but, it, but what is that one piece of advice, Julie? Yeah, that I would give. You know, first of all, feeling stuck is one of the worst, scariest feelings in the world. And my heart goes out to you. Know that you are loved, and know you are not alone. So that's the one thing. One thing I would say. And then the second thing is, if you can breathe for a moment, if you can, if you can actually breathe, and then start noticing what you're supposed to learn from the experiences that you're in, you will also start to get unstuck. So just asking yourself, like when I am at my most uncomfortable, and when I say uncomfortable, that can be scared, that can be angry, that can be frustrated. Um, I think to myself, what am I supposed to learn in this moment? What am I supposed to learn from this? And I think that is a step forward because things, maybe not right away, but things will start popping into your head and you'll start being like, okay. Or you'll go back a week later and be like, you know what, that time last week when I felt like I was in this meeting and I just felt buried and I felt like there was no way out. I think what I was supposed to learn is this. So eventually it will come to you and then you can start building that unstuckness. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Quiet, quiet and listen. Quiet and listen. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. It's thank so you good to so see you. I know. It's so good to see you. Thank you for having Yay. me. Thank you, you for coming and sharing your wisdom with us yes. and our listeners. And we'll put all the things in the show notes so yes. that people okay. have an opportunity to learn from you and have the tools and be on their merry way. They will feel empowered. They will definitely feel empowered after listening to you. And yeah, and and the workbook that you talked about, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, of course. If we could share Happy. that. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Ladies. Have a lovely day. Enjoy your nap. Yes. <laughs> Happy napping. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.